What's up? What's going on, everybody? What's happening? Uh, I got to do this pop up for a reason, dog. Like, especially why it's fresh on my mind. And I know you guys can tell that you know the audio is not too has not been 100% like normal. Mostly because I get a lot of these ideas while I'm driving to work. So I'm just gonna say this. For a lot of you NBA fans, I will never argue your enjoyment for the state of the NBA right now. But if you're telling me that the NBA is in a great place compared to 10, 20, 30 years ago, you need a slap in the face. And here's why I'm saying this. This is easily the first year that the NBA legit does not have eight solid teams that are really good. Like, when you count it out, you got the Golden State Warriors, got the Phoenix Suns, you have Philly, um... Who else is doing pretty well? You got Milwaukee. Jesus. You got Chicago. Those five right there. Um, Why do I feel like I'm missing one more team? But but the fact that I'm thinking like that. Like, is, is this form of basketball? And it's 30 teams in, in, in the NBA right now. So this form of basketball, you're trying to tell me, is good basketball. Like, I can't get with that. Like, it's too many teams. Like, if I if I go down a list of teams just off the top of my head, you might say they're good, but just because they got one player on the squad. Like, Atlanta Hawks, you might say they're good because of Trey Young. They're 12th in the East, and they're not playing good basketball. Boston Celtics, okay, you like Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, but they're not playing good basketball right now. Cleveland Cavaliers is having a great season. I want to add them to a great team right now. But this is the first year that they've actually been pretty solid. If you want to add them, okay, that's six teams right there. I said Chicago. Chicago's having an amazing season. Detroit. Detroit sucks. They're in there for the lottery again. But Kay Cunningham is having a great year so far. Jeremy Grant had an amazing year last year. Everybody was high on him. Haven't heard much for that guy. DMV native. The Pacers, they done made so many trades. We don't know what they look like right now. They basically got rid of their entire core, except for Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner, who everybody thought they were going to trade. But we don't know what the Pacers are. New York Knicks, one-year wonder. Right now, they're not fun to watch. The Brooklyn Nets, who we thought was going to be Hands down, one of the finalists. What are they, the eighth, ninth seed? They in the play-in game? And they got bowlers. I mean, to the point where, I mean, Paul Millsap couldn't get no minutes, and I think they're about to cut him. You see what I'm saying? Even though Paul Millsap is on his last little 
but I digress. On paper, the Nets should automatically be top seed outside of the Bucks and the Bulls. I knew the Bulls were going to be solid because I, I like Lonzo. I thought he was always put in a bad situation. DeRozan has been balling, but he's been in San Antonio just – you see how they're doing DeWante Murray right now. That's that's how DeRozan was. Zach Levine was just waiting for his spark. So now that he has some solid guys around him, Wendell Carter is showing out. The Bulls are looking like a solid squad. But this is what I'm saying. I'm not even close to completing the East. Like, Charlotte Hornets is playing good basketball, but they're not a good team. Miami Heat is a good team. I, I can add them seven. Orlando sucks. You know what I'm saying? So, and then we get to Memphis. Memphis is having a solid year, mostly because of Ja. But they do have a solid surrounding. Okay, I'll add them. That's eight. So, eight solid teams. I said there wasn't eight. I got eight. But this is what I'm saying. I shouldn't have to struggle. Like the Pelicans is trash right now. They, they just picked up C.J. McCollum in a trade that I didn't think would happen because it seemed like they gave away nothing and got an all-star caliber player who won't get the amount of money that he truly deserves just because – Right now, he has some health issues and the fact that he hasn't been getting the recognition that he deserved in the past, basically because the West has been strong. Portland is struggling. You know, Sacramento, we don't know what Sacramento is going to be after the trade for uh, Sabonis, but they basically cleared house and got rid of one of their best young talents in Halliburton, which was 100% surprising. I, I, I thought that's one of the pieces they were going to try to keep. And, and crazily, so they still got Marvin Bagley on the roster, don't they? What, what's going on with Sacramento? But anyway, the Clippers with injuries, they're not doing well. But Tyron Lue is keeping them in the fold. I think they're going to lose PG for the entire year. We don't know how Kawhi is returning from his ACL injury, so... It looks like the Clippers is just going to be another middle-of-the-road squad for just this season. The Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. I hate talking about the Lakers because everything I said going back to last year has been true. But nobody wants to hear me. If you don't have Anthony Davis, the Lakers are not good. That's what I said. If you don't have Anthony Davis, the Lakers are not good. And, and the crazy thing is Anthony Davis is technically still not healthy. But he's playing out of his mind. But when they made that trade for Russell Westbrook, I legit looked at who was in that trade and said Washington got away with murder. <clears throat> like, there was no reason for Los Angeles Lakers to trade for Russell Westbrook. Point blank, period. Before the season started, when they made the trade, the first thing I said was, why would you trade for somebody that's the exact same thing as LeBron James with a worse shot? Irvin, you're hating. Why are you always hating on the Lakers? Okay, well, what's going on right now? 
is it truly hating when I'm telling the truth? Like I've I've been saying this. Like when when Russell Westbrook was at Washington and they were winning, he was attacking the basket. He wasn't taking jump shots. When he was taking jump shots, the Wizards were losing. That has been his game ever since he left UCLA. It got to a point his mid-range jump shot started to come along, so he started getting happy with it. But his situation is weird. I've never seen anyone get actually better at doing something and then end up being worse at doing something. It's like he was like satisfied with the amount of jumpers he was actually making. So he never worked on it anymore. Like, you legit have to work on how you shoot from the left hand, how you shoot from the right hand, how you shoot from your right foot, how you shoot from your left foot, coming off of a dribble, coming off of a screen, um, how quick you should jump, how fast. Like, that's a lot going into shooting a jump shot. I didn't realize this until my senior year in high school. I used to just make sure I was left, right, going up. Wherever the ball went, that's where it was going. But I was I was possibly a good mid-range shooter when I was growing up. Mid-range shooting is what got me my scholarship. What got me looks to go to college. It was borderline automatic. But I worked on my footwork. I worked on one dribble pull-ups. I worked on coming around screens. I worked on how to turn my body, how fast to turn. Like this was a lot of things I actually worked on over my over the summer of my senior year in high school. Could you imagine if I didn't have to worry about homework, summer courses, prepping for college, things like that? Oh my goodness. Like me right now, if I have I do have keys to the gym, but I can't necessarily go in there all the time. If I had keys to my own gym right now, I'd probably be 40 pounds lighter and probably trying to get on a semi-pro team somewhere. But I don't. And I'm lazy. So you know, you get what you get. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Russell Westbrook is too great of a talent to regress at 33. What is the one thing that a lot of players say when they get to the league? The older they get, the less athleticism that they have, they work on their jump shot. I don't know what happened to Russell Westbrook when he got to Houston. But you can ask anybody. The second Washington picked him up from Houston, the first thing I said was, how fast can we get him about it? But then you got those idiots that always come to me, Irvin, you always hating. Then as soon as the games are played, now all of a sudden nobody want to acknowledge how my hate was true. But this is what I'm saying. We put too much praise on the NBA for doing stuff that is not basketball. Running and gunning every single play is not basketball. One-on-one play is not basketball. This is why the world is catching up to us when it comes to basketball. We have the talent. We just don't have the skill. So when people come to me and say the NBA is, has more talent today than it did 10, 20 years ago, you are 100% correct. But it does not have the skill that it had 10, 20 years ago. That's why it's not enjoyable like it was before. Like, think about this. In this current game, we have more teams averaging over 100 points a game than ever. 
we have less teams averaging under 100 points per game defensively than ever. Defense is so lazy. Like, put it like this. This is, why, this is how I look at it. And I use myself as an example. We played basketball to make sure that every offensive possession was not a waste. They play basketball today to get as many offensive possessions as possible. If your quality is low, how is your game better? I used to get yelled at for shooting four or five threes a game. They want you to shoot 10 to 20 a game now. The most efficient shot is a shot closer to the basket. You want to know how CP3 is so successful? How many threes is CP3 taking a game? Where is he living? In the mid-range. You cannot stop CP3 in the mid-range. So now, if he drives to the basket, they don't know if he's shooting or passing at the mid-range because he's so efficient mid-range. So three and four people are going to him when he's driving. Kick out. Wide open jumper for Devin Booker. Kick out. Wide open jumper for Crowder. Lob. Wide open dunk for Aiden. This is, this is what I'm saying. If you're playing an outside game, nobody – we used to say self-check when you're shooting threes out in the middle of nowhere. Self-check. Obviously, you can't say that for Steph Curry, but he's one of a kind. Even his brother is not shooting like he is. Like, come on, man. Like, this is insane. I'm okay with the way the game is right now. I I enjoy watching the game for what it is. But this is why I enjoy watching Chris Paul, John Morant, Giannis. Those are the guys that I like to watch. Like, look at LeBron. LeBron is getting less likely for me to watch. I used to love watching LeBron James. People say I hate LeBron James. I've never given anybody anything to say that I hate LeBron James. Period. Not one. I love watching this guy. I, every time I watch the Lakers games, I get pissed off because he's not doing what I enjoy him doing. I don't like the way his game is transformed. Like, he used to be so unstoppable in the mid-range, and then every once in a while he'll give you a three that just made it like, okay, you can't stop him. Now it's like he'll come up the court, we'll look at the basketball and spin it four to five times, and then just throw up some bull. Or he'll go down on defense. Like, the man was checking Greg Monroe yesterday. You're LeBron James going against the Bucks. Why are you checking Greg Monroe? Not Bobby Portis, not Chris Middleton, not even Giannis, except he did check Giannis for a few plays. Not Drew, not Drew Holiday. Greg Monroe. Covington. DiVincenzo. These are the people that he's guarding. You are an elite talent. You do not have to score 30 and 40 a game if you're shutting another team down on defense. When people come to me and make the excuse that he's saving himself for offense, I laugh. That is the dumbest statement I've ever heard in my entire life. 
Even when I'm playing with my boys on 2K. Oh, we're going to give up the two just as long as they don't take the three. I don't want to give up anything. That's my mentality. That's always been my mentality. If you have to take a shot, I'm going to make it so hard on you that it just... I got to give you a difficulty a lot worse than what it is. That's my defensive thought process. That's lazy. Yeah, let them score the two, as long as it's not a three. What? Huh? I don't want anything. I don't want no points. That has been my thought process every every time I play a game of basketball. Anything else is just stupidity. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a different generation right now. Like, I'm literally coaching my team right now to prevent scoring. If you prevent, if you prevent scoring and take away possessions from them, we don't have to score as much. But we, we can score. We have that team that we can put up buckets. But you have to have that defensive mentality. It has to be all around. This is why I think differently from a lot of people. And I la- I literally laugh at a lot of the comments that come through me. So the main reason I wanted to bring up this, and I know I was talking about NBA teams and things like that. I think it was TNT that brought out the top 15 coaches of all time in the NBA. So I post, I reposted this, and the first thing I said was, It's hard for me to add Steve Kerr and Doc Rivers to this group. No one talked about Steve Kerr. They borderline agreed with me. But when it came to Doc Rivers, it felt like people got butt hurt. So here's my reasoning for adding Doc Rivers to my personal list. Doc Rivers is by far the only coach that has never progressed any team that he has coached. How can you be an all-time coach if everywhere you go has been toxic? Like, seriously. You could say, oh, he, well, he's, a winning, he's one of the winningest coaches of all time. He has, he's over 500 wins. He has an NBA championship. That's fine. But so does Teron Liu. So does Frank Vogel. So does Rick Carlisle. Um, what's the dude? Hell, um, Casey Jones has has a ring. He wasn't on the list, I don't think. But this is what I'm saying. Like, this is why my mindset is completely different from others. So let's look at Doc Rivers' history. Starting out with Orlando. The man literally won coach of the year in Orlando going 500. And if you look back at that Orlando team, it was pretty solid Orlando team. And I used to say, he went 500 with that team and got coach of the year? Like, are you serious? Okay, well, whatever. He got that award. Okay. But then he got fired. How do you get fired and you're the coach of the year? I mean, it's hard to say because they did my man Monty Williams the same way, but he got fired as coach of the year. All right. 
So his next stop, he goes to Boston. First two years in Boston, losing record. One of the years was with the worst record in the league. I think he got Rondo in one draft, and then he got, I forget who he got in the other draft. I think it was um, Al Jefferson. I think so. Can't remember. And then he gets this miraculous trade where he gets Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. Like, you pick up two All-Stars and get rid of a bunch of players that just wasn't working for you. And then he wins the championship. And then it goes downhill from there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it goes downhill from it goes downhill from there. And you get rid of Ray Allen. It wasn't a positive breakup. Then they dumped the rest of the players on the roster to go to Brooklyn. And that Brooklyn team should have did some damage with Darren Williams and Joe Johnson and Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Brooke Lopez. Like, that, that team is disgusting. But that happened. Like, it happened. And he didn't stay around to see what he could do without those guys. Oh, no, he jumped ship, went to the Clippers. Picked up Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a career fixer-upper. A career fixer-upper. I don't think Chris... Has Chris Paul ever had a bad season in the NBA? Chris Paul is by far the most underrated player of all time. We all boosting up all these other players. I don't think Chris Paul has ever had a losing season. So Chris Paul is your point guard in the Clippers. But everybody's going on Doc Rivers. Like, come on, man. We're not doing this right now. As soon as they get rid of Chris Paul, the Clippers start losing. Oh, Doc Rivers got jump shit. And he goes to Philly. He's been in Philly for two years right now. He's already hurt your second best player in Ben Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons don't even want to come. Everywhere this man has gone, he has hurt the, the, the franchise. And you guys are telling me he's one of the best coaches of all time? Hey, man, please, man. Yes, you can have a winning record with stuff like that. This is a joke. This is why I respect guys like Rick Carlisle and Larry Brown and Lenny Wilkins. I mean, hell. Like, come on, man. Like, think about this, man. Like, serious business. This This is a joke to me to add Doc Rivers to this list. The only reason they're adding Doc Rivers to this list is because... Of, of of talk. 100% of talk. I've literally only heard two players, maybe three players, say Doc Rivers was one of the best coaches they ever played for. Like, serious business. Like, we can have this conversation about Paul Pierce as being one of the best Celtics of all time. Are you joking? Paul Pierce is another overrated player. 
that's a whole other conversation. But this is what I'm saying. Like, this is when I have these conversations with people and they tell me what they feel and 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 how they disagree or agree with what I'm saying. Those are the times that I want you to call me a hater. I legit talk down about Doc Rivers. I mean, ever since he was with Boston, that's that's over 10 years. Like, come on. Like, I don't get it. Like, you would think that I would be called a hater for certain things. But people just call me a hater when I talk about the Lakers at one point in time. Or, hell, I don't know. Just think of somebody. Like, it's ridiculous. Call me a full-time hater on a lot of things. But please call me a hater for the right things. It's annoying. But I had to get that off my chest, man. Like, for anybody that says the NBA is one of the best leagues right now, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest jokes I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, I, it's, it's so hard to watch the National Basketball Association right now to the point where I tell everybody I re- really legitly don't watch the NBA right now. So... I had to get that off my chest. I'm heading into practice. Nice little 20, 30-minute conversation from me to you. How do you guys feel about what I said? If you guys got any takes, there's a link to my message board. I'm going to throw you into the next pop-up. My uh, my Twitter's Bigger716. Holler at me, man. Let me know how you feel. Talk to me, man. I'm going to holler at you guys later, man. Peace.